Hey everybody, Kevin back here, and uh, we've been walking through the book of Acts, been reading this together, and I am joined today with Joe Easton, and uh, really glad to have you on, Joe, as we talk through the book of Acts. Uh, excited for this because uh, everybody up until now has been on staff at White Oak. Joe is not, which uh, makes him special, but still a big part of White Oak. So Joe, tell everybody what you do at White Oak. Yeah, well, I'm glad to be considered special, so that's great. <laughs> um, yeah, so at White Oak, I mean, we've been going there for a very long time. I want to think it's over 15 years now. Um, I would say our most active place of serving is within the Grow Zone. Uh, we have currently are kind of the elementary age kids that we we help serve and um, on Sunday mornings, but we've also been involved in younger kids as well, the, the preschool and pre-K area. Uh, so a lot of opportunity there to kind of minister to kids and and help out there. And I also help out with um, some other activities right now on the brand team, which is kind of help uh, putting together different things for branding and uh, brand strategy and brand voice and so forth for White Oak. Yeah, a lot of exciting things happening there, especially if somebody's going to, I don't know when you're going to be watching this, but if you're watching this right, you know, as it comes out, Vision Night is on February. February 28th, and uh, a lot of branding stuff to talk about there, too. So uh, excited for what's happening this next week uh, that Joe's been a part of. So, um, Joe, tell me a little bit about your family. What's going on at home? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're actually recording this on February 22nd, um, which is actually my wedding anniversary. been married for 18 years. <laughs> so, anniversary, uh, Joe. Yeah. So my uh, wife and I. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I told her this won't take long. It won't take long. Yeah. So we celebrated a few days ago. But uh, yeah, so married to my wife, Michelle, for 18 years. Uh, we have three kids. Um, our oldest, Michael's 19. Our daughter, Kara, daughter Kara is 15. And our youngest son, Kyle, is 11. So um, yeah, I mean, a lot of time is spent with them. Um, obviously, our kids are kind of in the older stage of life for the most part. So we're out of all the little kids stuff or more, more focused on teaching kids how to drive and make meals and, and right. take care of themselves. Right. Yeah. So when you work in Grow Zone, are you been those parents that like grow into it, like with your kids, like you follow your kids, like as they uh, you're serving in the places where your kids have been serving in and Grow Zone? Is that kind of been your deal or do you you jump into the places where your kids aren't? No, we've always been serving where our kids are. Um, we just kind of got stalled or stuck or <laughs> found our home right in elementary. So as our kids got older to middle school and high school, we really didn't get too involved in those areas. And That's I think that was something. <laughs> well, it is. It is. And I think somewhat intentional. You know, as they get to those older ages, uh, they need a little more freedom and they don't really want their parents serving in the same areas where they're they're involved. Yeah. So we give them that space. That's why I had to move out of student ministry. My kids were like, all right, we got to find something else to do, dad. We got to, you know, we, we need somebody else here. So no, um, that's cool. Well, I asked Joe to read Acts chapter 10. Uh, that was one of the chapters we talked about Sunday, uh, this past Sunday in our message. And I hope that everybody's been reading along with us. This has been a really good opportunity just to be looking through Acts. So um, Joe, as you were reading chapter 10, why don't you fill us in a little bit about what you were reading and, and maybe something that stood out to you? Yeah, yeah. So chapter 10 is all about this encounter between Cornelius and Peter. Uh, so it really starts out with Cornelius getting a message from God that he needs to meet Peter, that Peter needs to come see him. So uh, Cornelius jumps in action and sends some people out to, to get Peter. And while this is happening, Peter gets a vision from God. And it's uh, like most visions are, they don't always make a lot of sense. They're metaphorical, right? Um, and it's this idea of um, eating food, right, that Peter 
traditionally would not have eaten, right? That God's commanding him or telling him that he can kill and eat these animals that Peter traditionally would have seen as unclean. Uh, so he has this vision, and then these servants of Cornelius say, hey, our, our Cornelius wants to meet you, and he needs to talk to you. So Peter jumps into action and goes to see Cornelius. Um, and really the whole point of the story here is that uh, Cornelius is not of Jewish descent, right? He's a Gentile. Um, and up until this point, all of the church growing that had happened was through the Jewish uh, race, right? That the Gentiles were still being left out. So it was a big deal for Peter to go see Cornelius and meet him. Yeah, they're on the outside. And I even like, you know, Peter in that dialogue there. He's like, you know, it would normally be looked on unfavorably for me to come to your house to eat dinner. He's like, but Peter kind of made that connection between his vision and the ask and said, hey, God's opened my eyes to the fact that I need to go and I need to do this, which was a cool part of the story, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at one point, uh, God says, do not call anything impure that God has made clean, right? And it's this idea that, you know, through Jesus, you know, salvation, grace was available to everyone, not just who the Jewish people thought were clean versus unclean. So, yeah, it's got the bridging of the gap between the Jews and the Gentiles for the for the faith and the, the growth of the church. Yeah. And, you know, and as we were talking about this Sunday, I was out at the Ross campus. I know that Chris was out at uh, the Coleraine campus, but we were talking about this idea that Luke kind of shares this story all through his gospel and the book of Acts that it's always been for all people. It just, you know, what I mean, that, that it's always been God's plan to reach all people and that it's just taken a little while for it to you know, uh, develop and, and come to that way. But there's just these small little signs that Luke drops all throughout his gospel. And from the very beginning of the book of Acts that we can kind of see this foreshadowing that God is about to do something amazing for the whole world. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That it, it's really meant for everyone. Um, you know, and one of my big takeaways from this, this chapter, and you see it all throughout the Bible is you see God kind of working in mysterious ways, like we know that he does, but he's working in multiple people's lives at one time. And neither one of them really know the full story. They don't really know what's happening, but they go in action, they take the next step, and then God does the rest, right? I mean, Cornelius could have ignored this, this vision from God, this message from God. Peter could have saw the vision, but then when Cornelius' servants came to him, he could have said, you know what, I'm busy. I don't have time to go talk to a Gentile. I'm trying to, you know, save the Jewish race here. You know, I want everyone to join and become a, a Christian here and be saved. And he didn't. He took the right next step. And, you know, I think that's the message. When you take the next right step, God is putting the pieces together. You just don't see all the pieces yet. Yeah. And, you know, one of the other stories that we I know that we looked at was this idea between Paul and Ananias. And I like that story, too, because you actually see some of Ananias's pushback. Right. He's like, oh, I'm not going there. I'm not doing that. That's not like. Uh, but ultimately, he was obedient because God kind of uh, put his foot down and was like, no, you're going to go. You know, I need you to go do this. But yeah, again, two different individuals. God speaking to them individually but yet, you know, collectively has a mission for them to come together and work together on something. So when we see that, like you said, all throughout Scripture, where God's, you know, orchestrating all these different things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It takes our obedience and kind of makes you question how many times he's put something directly in front of you. You know, you had the urge to do something and he was working in your life and lack of obedience prevented something from from coming about that could have been good. 
Yeah. Okay. So as you read that, um, it, you know, and we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but if you think about like an action step for yourself or for any of us, as we read through Acts chapter 10, what, what kind of is like, okay, here, here's something I need to be more aware of. What, what is it that you're maybe feeling called to, to put into practice based on what you read? Yeah. Yeah. I think when we read the Bible, it's easy maybe to disconnect it from modern day and say, you know, that's, that's history. That was how things were back then. That doesn't apply now, um, especially with this whole idea of Jews versus Gentiles. It's, well, they were really separated, and there's a lot of history there, and I don't really understand how that relates to me, but I think it directly relates to us, and I think there are people in our lives that you know, sharing our faith with is natural and easy. Like me talking to you right now is very easy to talk about my faith, but there's a lot of people in my life that it's not easy, or maybe I would never talk to them about my faith or or may I may be even avoiding becoming friends with these people because they're so different than me. And I think, you know, chapter 10 just calls us to name who are the Jews and who are the Gentiles in my own life. Right? Who are those people, maybe specific by name or by group that I've considered Gentiles. I've kind of said they're not like me. It's they don't relate to me. I can't reach those people, so I'm not even going to try. And I think, you know, God is saying throughout Acts that that's not the mission. You know, the mission is all nations, all people. Grace is for everyone. But we tend to, you know, find the easy way out and talk to the people that we are, you know, are alike or in similar circles of. Yeah. Nathan's been really good at challenging us about this idea as we've been working through these messages of expanding your your circle of influence right and and i think that that ties right into what you're saying it's that having an eye having a vision for how can i stretch myself outside of my comfort zone to reach people to talk to people that are uncomfortable that's hard to do and and, you know and and that goes uh for every one of us i think all of us do that you know we, we all cling to what's comfortable and what's easy and uh god rarely calls anyone to something that's comfortable and easy almost never right yeah exactly. read, read the bible there's never like a story that says hey two guys met they're really good friends and one helped him find his way to his faith no it's almost never the case right there's always difficulty it's always struggle it's always being uncomfortable and outside of their comfort zone yeah well joe man thanks so much for joining me on this uh, on this call and i know that appreciate people will appreciate getting to hear from you. And uh, I I hope that everyone is joining us as we read through Acts. Join us live or in person as we finish up this series. We got uh, four more weeks to go. So uh, at the halfway point here, Um, but it's been a really good one. And uh, like I said, appreciate your time as we talk through the book of Acts. So thanks, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was great. All right. See everybody next time. See ya.